service and the way God has called us to serve over the last um, few weeks as a church body um, and kind of why we do that. And so um, I love to serve. One of the ways that God has grown me as a Christian is through mission trips and mission projects. And um, I grew up learning about missionaries and things like that. And so God's really used that to shape my life in so many ways. And so when I came to New City Church to be a part of our church plant team, it was always really important to me that our church body be a body of people who serve together and love our community and um, it's just, it's been a huge part of my heart, and I think it's a huge part of our church as well that makes me excited about being here and leading here. And so, um, and so just thinking about what we've just gone through, our season of service here, you know, we kicked off our season of service with our mission trip to Maine, and then some of you guys in our church served in our boxes of love. Some of you guys served at our Thanksgiving last week, and then um, this weekend we have an opportunity to serve one more time. And so um, I just love the opportunity to serve. I just love what God does through the body of Christ when we serve. And so I want to just show you guys, Um, a passage of scripture that helps us understand why we serve and why we do things like season of service. So if you want to look in your Bibles at Matthew chapter 25, I'm going to read to you a couple of verses there. I'll give you a second to find it while I find it as well. All right, so we see in Matthew 25, I'm going to read verses 31 through 40. It says, When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all of the holy angels with him, Then he will set on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate them from one another. As a sheep divides the sheep from the goats. As a shepherd divides the sheep from the goats. And he will set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, Come, you blessed by my father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you came to visit me, and I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in, or naked and clothe you? Or when did we see you sick or in prison and come visit you? And the king will say to them, Surely I say to you, and as much as you've done to one of the least of these, my brethren, you have done this unto me. And so in this passage, we see that God has created us as humans to serve. And these are just some great opportunities to do that. And so just a couple things that we can learn from this passage. One is just that everybody can perform these duties. The things that we're asked to do here are not things that are hard to do. You can provide hospitality. Anybody can provide food for a stranger. Anybody can visit a friend when they're sick. So these are things that all of us have the ability to do. And as we're called to do those things, it's easy for us to do them because it's stuff that we like to do. We like when people visit us when we're sick. So it's good for us to go visit people when they're sick as well. And so it's stuff that we can do. It's not a hard task to be able to serve those around us. And then also we see in these scriptures that it requires a little bit of sacrifice. Sometimes it's a lot of sacrifice, actually, but giving and serving to others requires some sacrifice. We sacrifice our time, our possessions, our money, um, our comfort level sometimes as we're serving in ways that maybe seem uncomfortable. Um, but that's what's... Um, we're, that's, it's a good thing to make a sacrifice for someone else. And so um, the next thing we see is that these are outward expressions of mercy, of faith, and love. And so that's just one of the things that, as Christians, we stand for, showing faith and love to others. And so as we serve others, as we give drink, as we provide housing, as we provide um, meals for people, we are able to show um, mercy and love to those around us. And so our church body has been able to do that a lot over the last few weeks, and it's been exciting to be a part of that. And so um, I'm just going to kick off telling you guys a little bit about our mission trip to Maine, and then I'm going to invite Katie and Mark to come up and talk about how we served at our children. And Jeremy and Tony are going to come talk about Box of Love for a little bit. But let me just tell you a little bit about our trip to Maine. I think you'll see some pictures. Yeah, so this is um, 
Let me just see if I can remember who all these people are in this picture. It's kind of hard to see, but this is part of the mission team that is planting a church in Portland, Maine. And so um, I think Patrick has mentioned to our church before, uh, Centerpoint Church is a church plant in Portland, Maine that has actually not even launched yet. So it's a brand new church, and our tithes and offerings sometimes go to help provide uh, ministry things for them, as well as we want to partner with them to, to go and be a part of what they're doing. And so you'll see their team there. That's kind of more of us. pictures here are really dark, but <laughs> um, you can kind of see a little bit of what Portland, Maine looks like and a little bit of their team. And so um, we went to Portland, Maine. There was about four of us that went. It was me, Jeremy, Danielle, and Patrick. And um, our plan was to go. And on Friday, we were going to serve the community doing surveys, finding out stuff about the community, learning things about their neighbors. And then on Saturday, we were going to do a farmer's market with them. And we were going to um, turn down the lights a little bit so we can see a little better. Yeah, flashback those pictures now, PJ. Go back to the one where you can see our faces. That'll be a little better. Anyway, just look at our faces. It's so beautiful. So, <laughs> um, so our plan was to go. You see Ben and Jess. Um, ben is... Where's Ben? He's the guy on the lower, is this your right? Right? And then his wife, Jess, is next to me and Danielle. So they are church planters. He's the pastor of the church. And then you can see more of their team at the top. And there's about six or seven other people serving on their church plant team now that have moved to Portland, Maine to start this church. And so um, so Centerpoint Church is there in Portland, Maine. And so our plan was to go. We were going to do some surveys. We were going to train their team a little bit because we've been where they're at. And, and then we were going to do a farmer's market. We were going to do face painting, balloon animals, all this fun stuff. Well, unfortunately for our plans, it rained the whole time we were there. And so you know how that goes. You get out this plan together. You're all excited. And then the weather ruins it, right? <laughs> so we were a little disappointed, but not super disappointed because we knew that the reason we were there was to serve God however he called us to serve. And so one of the really unique things about the team of us that went and those of us that were there was that we've really walked through the shoes of where these people are at. A lot of us moved to New York City to start a new church, and so we've learned how to love on our community. We've been a part of showing acts of kindness in our neighborhood. We've been a part of creating events in our community. And this team of people, as you can kind of tell from the picture, most of them are kind of young. They've never done anything like this before. They're kind of new to this whole ministry thing. And so really what ended up happening is that we were able to really share with this team in a way that they really needed. We loved on them, invested in them. We spent hours with them, kind of doing a little bit of training, teaching them some things that we've learned, sharing our stories, being a part of what they were doing. And then when we weren't doing that, we were hanging out with them, having meals with them, being in their neighborhood, talking to people at coffee shops, things like that. And so it was just a great opportunity for us to love on this team of people and to show um, love and mercy to them and to show their community a little bit more of who they are. And so I don't know if you know much about Portland, Maine, but it's, I think, about 300,000 people of theirs. Is that right, Jeremy? Do I remember that correctly? We'll just say that, because, or you can just Google it and tell me if I'm wrong. But anyway, I think it's about 300,000 people that live in Portland, Maine. But it's the largest city in Portland, Maine, and that's where most of the people are in Maine. So most of the people live in Portland that live in Maine. And so there's just a great opportunity there to reach people in Maine. And about 3% of the people that live there are Christians. So it's a very low population of Christians in that city. And so starting new churches is a vital part of seeing people come to know the Lord. And so they're doing a great work there. We're excited to continue partnering with them. Um, We're excited about what God did in those two and a half days that we were there with them over um, the last weekend in October. And we're just excited to see how God will continue to grow that relationship, continue to use our church to love on them and serve them. And, And just one of the things that I just really took away from that experience is that Sometimes we have a plan, and sometimes we think we know what's going to happen, but God has a greater plan, and what he wants to happen is what generally happens, and we're just a part of that. And so it was just really fun to sit back and relax and see the way that we could love on them and show them um, grace and mercy and, and peace and love in ways that we didn't really plan, but that God had planned for us. And so it was a great opportunity to serve. Um, we're going to have other mission trips in the future that we hope that many of you will go um, on with us. But serving people through missions is just a great way for us to learn more about how God has called us, more about what God is doing around the world, and more about people living in other cultures. And so it was just a great experience. And so you guys can join us in praying for, I read on all their names of their team there, Ben and Jess, 
Micah and Paige, um, Jennifer and Cole, and Sarah, Bronson, and Taylor. And so that's their team that's serving there. And I'd love for them to get to come hang out with us sometime. That may be something that happens in the future as well. But um, be praying for the church plan in Maine, Center Point Church. Um, be praying for them. And just it was a great opportunity to um, hang out with them and love on them. And so now I'm going to have Katie and Mark come up, and they're going to talk to you guys a little bit about what we did at our children this past week um, with our Thanksgiving meal. Hello. Uh, I'm just going to start off by introducing myself to people who I'm not familiar with. And um, I'm Patrick's wife, and I volunteer upstairs with the children's every Sunday. This is actually my third time to be in the service since we've been in the school. So it feels really different down here than it does upstairs. Um, but I love serving upstairs, and I love the kids that we have coming up there. So, um, first, I wanted to share um, a few verses from Philippians with you. And thanks for listening. <laughs> um, it's in Philippians 1 3 through 11 and I'm going to skip a few verses because I want to just talk about Thanksgiving and the prayer I thank my God every time I remember you in all my prayers for all of you I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now being confident of this that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to the completion until the day of Christ Jesus and then skipping down And this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight, so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Um, So in our serving and in our thanksgiving, um, I really believe that what we learn about God shouldn't just stay inside of us, but that our love should outpour to others. Um, And doing that, we don't want to focus on the credit that we receive through the blessings of serving other people, but um, to give it to the glory and praise of God. So, Mark is here with me today. Hold on. And we're going to talk about our children, which is a really, um, it's an organization in our neighborhood that helps women who have just come out of incarceration be reconnected with their children. Um, So I really enjoy this organization just because, one, it's um, women who really need that second chance in life. And the children who I'm really fond of, that um, they just need that love given to them. And so the moms can do that, but we can come around um, side of them and encourage them as well. Um, so, Mark, please introduce yourself to the church family. I'm Mark Ramirez. Um, am I I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Um, <coughs> I'm Mark Ramirez. Uh, I just moved here recently uh, from Atlanta. I'd been in Atlanta for about six years. Uh, but uh, it was like coming home a little bit because I'm really a 
I spent the majority of my adult life in Boston. Um, John and Anna Ramirez are my parents, um, and so I'm staying at the MNYBA right now. Um, and uh, that's how I sort of came to be here the first time. Great. And Mark was one of almost 20 volunteers that we had at Our Children this week. Um, why did you volunteer in, at Our Children? I, uh, I had the opportunity to work with one of the mission teams that was staying at the MNYBA uh, several weeks ago. Um, and it was a couple of things. Uh, I, I came here initially to New City just as a matter of course because this is where my parents came. But while serving or helping with that mission team, uh, we came and I heard Patrick talk about the mission of this church um, and of the grace that they share. Uh, and it, it in some ways, it was a very different message than what I was raised with um, in the South. Uh, and it was inspiring to me, and so I continued to come. But we also, uh, that day, had the opportunity to go and serve at our children. Um, and like Katie was saying, it, it, there's something very beautiful about seeing women who have been in a tough place, a very tough place, but who uh, not are only struggling like everybody would from that kind of situation, they've found themselves in a place that's giving them support. Um, and to just be able to share in some little part of that support was it was very meaningful to me that day. Um, and how would you describe the idea of thanks serving, expressing gratitude by serving others? It's interesting, um, you know, Christy talked a little bit about uh, it's easy for us to contribute. Uh, it's easy for us to help. Um, and for some of us, maybe it is very easy. For some of us, it may seem a little more challenging. I know for me personally, I have kind of come out of a season of, uh, after some personal and professional struggles, I've, I've, I'm in the midst of coming out of a season of, really knowing what I can contribute. Um, but in those hours that I spent cooking the day before, I, I really started to think, this is just something I enjoy doing, so that was you know, just gravy for me. But uh, I, I started to see that one little contribution made a big difference. And then the day that we were there, um, nobody was more grateful for your turkey than they were for Christie's potatoes um, or the the ham or the Coke that somebody bought. Um, it was all part of a meal that we prepared together, and everybody had different talents and different contributions. Um, it reassured me personally uh, that I do have something to offer, but it also, I think, was a beautiful testimony and, and reminds us how the body of Christ works together. Um, not everybody has a famous role. Not everybody stands up and talks. Uh, we can all do quiet things. Uh, that that make the package complete. But I knew I knew Mark could cook, so that's kind of why I, <laughs> I I snuck a little bug in his ear that he would come and help us. <laughs> I was happy to do it. Yeah, I was happy too. he enjoyed it. <laughs> um, and then, what encouragement would you have for others who um, um, that would want to serve? You know, I I think my encouragement is a lot like what I just said. Um, some of you or some of us may not think that we have anything to contribute to whatever the service is. 
Um, for me, I felt very, very comfortable because it was food and it was cooking and baking, and I love to do those things. But I sh- I'm sure there are other opportunities for service where I wouldn't feel like, well, this is my area of expertise. Um, but just knowing that the little things that were contributed, stacking plates in a beautiful way and setting up the table, everybody played a part. And no matter what the opportunity for service is, if if we're just willing, then we will probably find uh, a very a very meaningful way uh, to, to be a part of that situation. Yeah, and I enjoyed um, being able to give value to other people that are in a totally different. Um, season of life than I've ever been in and um, it's not easy I think to relate to people but when you share a meal with them then you see that they're just people and they they need encouragement just like we do and um, for them to have like one of the mothers had their daughter and then their mother was with them too so you know maybe they wouldn't have had such a a great Thanksgiving experience if it were just them. So it was encouraging to see the families. And a lot of the um, um, people who run the center were there too. And so, I mean, they're not spending time with their families either. They're there doing a job. And so being able to bless them uh, was great. And um, I was speaking with, someone from our church recently and she just posed a question that uh, what is your passion and what excites you and what what would your passion look like if um, you were able to to do it every day and so I think finding that passion um, of what might be just a regular task like baking like Chrissy said feeding someone or giving them drink. It's just a normal task, but if it's something that you're passionate about, how can you express it in a way that really blesses others? So that's the encouragement that I have for you today. And now Jeremy and Tony. (laughs) Thank you so much, Katie. Thank you, Mark, for sharing. Absolutely. All right. My name is Jeremy, one of the uh, the pastors here at New City, and with me I have Tony. And I'll, I'll let you take a moment if you want to introduce yourself sure. as well. Yeah, sure. My name is Tony Liu. Um, here with my wife, Sally, over there. We moved here uh, in August, so it's been a few months. Uh, looking for like a good, nice neighborhood and, and really didn't expect this nice, and it's been really great. Just, I, I don't know. It's like a really, it's like a secret in, in this city, and I, I hope kind of stays that way because... <laughs> I don't want to be too crowded, but, yeah, I've, and this church has been amazing as well, so, uh, yeah. Awesome. Well, Tony was one of the uh, the many folks that partnered with us when we served with Crew uh, in a little over a week ago for Boxes of Love. Just got a couple questions for him as well, just to share with you uh, a little bit about that day, and then uh, I'll close this out at this one as well. But, but Tony, what was what were some of the things that factored into you deciding, you know, I want to serve with Crew this year? Sure. So, I mean, uh, it's, uh, you know, the, in the previous churches I've been to, uh, you know, they all also had the opportunity to serve, and um, I always wanted to, like, get back and, like, be active, as uh, Chrissy had mentioned, and, and, you know, it's part of being a Christian is to serve and give back, um, but I think uh, for whatever reason, I just didn't, and 
um, this uh, I just decided to serve this time. It's probably the first time I served in maybe like four years. So I tend to serve every four years. I hope I'll continue to serve more, but <laughs> I'm just kind of telling you this uh, where I'm coming from. Um, so I, it was just, uh, um, it happened to be the first uh, available, available opportunity for me to serve, so I just kind of decided to serve. I didn't really know much about it, to be honest with you. Yeah. Very cool. Just just made the decision. I yeah. like that. Yeah. I like that. Sometimes that's the best thing. Just don't think about it. Just jump right in, and, you know, then when you get there, figure it out. Right. Um, but, but Tony, just to kind of give the, our church an idea, what, what were some of the things you did that day specifically uh, with Boxes of Love? Right. So uh, Boxes of Love, for, for those of you who don't know, it's, um, it's, it's, a, uh, they, it's a, a, a volunteer group, um, nonprofit organization that provides different types of services to uh, those in need. And, and they do it uh, on a monthly basis, actually. That's what I learned. And, and this was an opportunity they do in, in November for, uh, um, I guess, basically Thanksgiving, right? And, and they pack up different cans and different types of food into a box, and then they give it, give it out to church uh, uh, churches in, in the various neighborhoods, and they actually go out and give it out individually. So, And they actually put some uh, notes uh, from uh, Bible verses and, and you know, words of God in there to kind of let them know that God is actually helping them. So, um, you know, it's part of the, the kind of the volunteer work, uh, there are different lanes. Um, there are lanes to actually pack in the cans, the boxes, and, and different things. Uh, Sally and I were actually in the lane where we're actually creating the boxes, like folding up and then uh, attaching the, the pamphlets for uh, Words of God. So uh, that's kind of what we did. So, yeah. We kind of know, brother and I, we were, when the boxes were filled, we then took them off for a little bit and put them on a pallet. Yeah. And then I know Danielle was serving, like, when they would empty a box with canned foods or, or that, she would then have to break that down. She's part of the team that put it in the recycle bin, organize it. And then I know we had some other folks that were actually putting the food in the boxes, some of them just bringing the food in, restock. I mean, we just had folks everywhere. It was a very cool, uh, cool after uh, afternoon, really, an opportunity there. Yeah. Um, well, Tony, what was one thing that maybe stood out to you or impacted you the most uh, about serving? Yeah, so uh, when we actually all kind of got together in the beginning before we actually started working, uh, there was a gentleman who uh, I guess was a staff member there, and he was kind of sharing his story and how he became a staff member. And uh, I forget the exact details, but I think he was kind of going in and out of prison for stealing stuff. Um, and uh, one day uh, he got out of prison, and, and, and uh, a kind of local church member came into their house and gave a box of wealth. Um, and he read that, you know, it was from a, from a church, and he saw, you know, Bible verses there, and, and it kind of touched him. So from there, he decided to change his life and follow Jesus. And, and through multiple years of education, he, he's now a pastor. He's, you, know, um, you know, he went to uh, ministry, and, and, and now he's a staff member, a full-time staff member. Uh, so uh, that really kind of touched me that, you know, it's what we're giving, uh, what we're doing. It, it does provide physical need, and which is great, which is what you need. But it really provides the, the gift of spirit and the gift of you know uh, being able to follow Jesus. And perhaps most of them, many of them, may not realize that they'll just eat the cans of corn. But um, it's going to touch at least some of them, and it, it did. Uh, it did touch that one person. Uh, so that that kind of made me realize why why I was doing this. You know why it mattered. Um, uh, just kind of one side note is from the experience, it t- also touched my uh, wife Sally. And there's a homeless man. I don't know if you guys uh, go to Burnham Boulevard much in the morning. There's one homeless man there every day. Uh, and 
we always just passed him by. And, um, you know, to be honest, I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm a little ashamed, but, you know, I kind of walk around him because I thought he might smell or something. Um, and then one day on Thanksgiving night, we're coming back home late, and it was 10 p.m., and it was raining. And uh, there was that gentleman there still kind of, um, and he was kind of hiding from the rain, and he was there. And uh, I just kind of walked past by, but, you know, my wife felt like she needed to do something. She, so she created her own box of love, put some cans, uh, and then created tea, hot tea, and then, you know, we brought it over to the homeless man. And uh, he, he was kind of sleeping, and then, you know, I asked, like, did you have something to eat? And, and then he's like, no, and then he woke up, and, and I just gave him uh, the box of love. I wish I actually stayed and talked more, but I don't know. I just felt a little kind of, uh, uh, you know, uh, nervous, I guess, and so I just kind of went back. But uh, hopefully next time I see him, I'll say hi and chit-chat. Um, that's so cool because just the, the smallest action sometimes we take, and we're thinking, oh, this is nothing much, but can have the absolute greatest and biggest impact in the life of another. Uh, and I know with the boxes of love, and I've shared these stats, I think, but they're, they were going to pack 4,700 boxes that one day. Each box would feed six, and they said over 28,000 folks would be impacted, if not alone, if nothing else, just physical, physical needs met uh, through a meal, but also with that. Uh, like Tony shared, the, there were scripture with those. There was pamphlets and information to let them know God loves you. There are people that care about you and love you. And so who knows um, how many lives would be touched from that one simple morning. And all we were doing is packing a box or putting a box together. Uh, what a what a mind-blowing concept sometimes to think the smallest thing I do can have such a uh, profound impact on the life of another. And um, as you were sharing about the homesman, God had put a, Reminded me of a story in my own life. You know, if you've read any of the New Testament, uh, many times you'll, you'll hear of somebody having uh, a disease called leprosy. It's just a, a nasty skin disease. And in the New Testament times when somebody had that, they were considered unclean. Okay, they were ceremonially, ceremonially unclean. They had to live outside the city at times so they were clean. If they came into the city, they would actually have to let people know, unclean. They would have to chant this out loud, unclean, unclean. And let people know, hey, I'm, I have leprosy. And what that would lead to is pretty much them just walking by themselves in the circle, probably about 10 foot all around them, where anytime they'd move, everybody'd move further away. Move further away. If you can imagine the emotion and the isolation, just seeing all these folks around you that could help, but nobody willing to just because you're, you're unclean or, or this kind of thing. And, and then we read about Jesus, how he just kind of flipped the game on his head and changed everything because while, while we're all circling around and getting further away, he walked to the middle of the circle. He went to the unclean to love on him, to serve him, to show grace, and to show mercy. And in Matthew 20, uh, Jesus even says, For the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to be a ransom for the many. Christy talked about how we as individuals are called to serve, but also let's not miss it, we as a church are called to serve. And the way we do that is that we go to the middle of that circle. Because the reality is, and I've done the same thing as you kind of walked around, so you're not the only one, my friend, trust me. And it eats me up, and I'll see so many, I'm like, oh, I just feel overwhelmed. There's so many folks in need, so many people hurting, so many people in need, but I may not be able to change the lives of every one of them, but I can potentially impact the life of one. And so can you. And so just imagine what we can do.
just by going to the center of the circle. The opportunities are all around us to have such a huge impact on somebody in just the smallest of gestures. So I encourage you. I mean, it starts, let's just, just, just see the needs. Because many times we walk by the same need over and over, we, we, we stop seeing it altogether. That's why billboards change so frequently. They realize after so many days, people don't even notice them anymore unless they change. The same is true about us. When we see a need around us, let's just start with seeing those needs and say, what can we do? How can we go to the middle of that circle to love on them, to be an expression of grace as a church and as a body? And there's an opportunity with coats for the city as well coming up. But don't just think that these things that the church puts together are the times when you can serve. Uh, Serving is an everyday thing for us as believers. Sometimes we just need to be reminded of that. I know I do. Because I don't know about you, it's easy to just kind of get selfish sometimes and think, oh, I'm in a hurry for work or it's cold because that was the case last week for me. It was cold. <laughs> like, it's cold. I got on four layers that can barely move, much less bend over right now. Um, and it can be so easy to get caught up in that. And so I would just encourage, let's, let's look for ways. How can we go to the middle of the circle for somebody in need? Tony, thank you so much um, for sharing. Mark, thank you for sharing. Katie and Christy, just an incredible job. Church, thank you uh, for, for serving with, whether it was boxes of love, whether it was our children, whether it's coach for the city. Thank you for your hands-on serving there. Thank you for your giving uh, to help with these ministries. Also, thank you for your prayers, your encouragement. Everybody plays a role, and everybody's making a difference. Let's just continue to do that. Um, I want to pray for us uh, to close us out. And then if this is your first time visiting with us, uh, I'll be sitting outside the door. I'd love to say hello to you, meet you. Uh, Christy will be here. Miss, Miss Katie will be here. She'd love to meet you as well. For, Miss Katie could probably meet a lot of you, you know, since she serves with our our children's ministry uh, so frequently and faithfully. It's be a great opportunity uh, for you to just uh, speak in her life and encourage her and thank her and her team for that. But let's pray, and then we'll be dismissed.